All right. Ah. Well, oh, hey, here we go. Welcome to the uh, conversation about chapter 18. Pam has a problem in uh, Rosamond Dujardin's double date book that we are reading here on It's All Relative Read Aloud Book Club with Carol Matthews Zicoli and Laura Matthews. Look about I got all that stuff. In <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Pam, what do you think about Pam and her problem? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I love, I love it. I love, like, you know, cause we, we spent a good amount of these conversations, like delving into Pam's psychology and, mm-hmm. you know, when things are going her way, it looks like, sometimes it looks like it's just the way she is. Like, it's just like a natural state of her to be like, like playing with all these different social engagements and these different guys and all that stuff. And then like, now we find out in this chapter how incredibly intentional it is and like the fact that she's like it's a matter of pride you know it's like this is an activity this is what she thinks she's like listen I'm not gonna get straight A's but I'm good at this and Mm. I'm expecting to succeed yes getting an A in manipulative behavior uh, with the boys yes yeah a hundred percent not interested in the reality of whether or not the boys are actually interested in her as an authentic person. <laughs> She's oh, not right. interested in what the guys think they want. She's just wants to make sure that any of the guys that she wants to want her, want her effectively. Well, and yes. like nobody's, she, her, her authenticity is not even in her wheelhouse. You know, mm-hmm. she's not even like, that's not even a value that's going to get her what she wants, she thinks, you know, so yeah. You know, it's gonna be interesting. Like if we do ever read the other books, you know, which are going to focus on her, this, this next book, I think focuses on her in college or the summer or something like that. Um, like, does she grow up? We'll find out later, some later date, but uh, for now that's Pam. And so, you know, I'm so, and Penny is still like got her head in the sand entirely about Mike and Mike is just not clarifying anything to anybody. <laughs> He's still just, I mean, like, as far as we know, Mark, Mike is, is, uh, working. Like, I got to assume he's just saving money. Right. Mm. Like, uh, from what we know about him is he got this job. He feels like it's essentially a part of his like masculine duties to mm-hmm. take care of whoever he's dating, you know, like, and he feels, um, like behind the other boys in school who he hangs out with right because it's not like well but it seems like penny is is dating other people none of them are named they are not real people so we don't hear about them um like who they actually are but like who is she going out with you know who's you know so it seems like the dating thing it's like it's like there's a scorecard or something and every girl has got to have like some like a date every weekend you know and it's part of the boys in the school's job to be sure they're asking somebody out you know and so there's this 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 ongoing economy of dates happening right yeah that that does seem accurate hmm. seems like the vibe yeah and it's not like so she's not like she's saying i'm gonna go i'm hanging out with my girlfriends or whatever they don't she doesn't say but i don't even, you know we don't even really know the time frame here because it was that spring dance was in February and this is kind of moving through and then she was sick and whatever and we're moving through, but then we're getting closer to prom. So we're kind of moving through the semester. I mean, the, I they The way they talk about it, it's like she's got some dates, but it's more like she has social engagements, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. sometimes it, it doesn't sound like Penny is like actively dating 
as much as she's engaging with others. And then like, and Mike's hanging out with her every day, basically, you know, like. Pam had more, Pam had more dates than Penny, but Penny was invited out often enough to the movies or a basketball game or some other school affair. Yeah. So that her evenings weren't discouragingly empty. Yeah. So I get, you know, so some people are invite, you know, like she's randomly. Yeah, you're right. How does Mike know that he's not going to like miss the boat? I know. Like, and do these other, are the other boys, I'll call them boys because I don't really want to call them men the way they keep saying. Um, You know, are the other boys interested or like, are, you know, it's like the thing, it's like you as a boy, your scorecard is how many girls did I get to go out with? Did I date? You know, like, like, so you could keep up with your buddies that you had a date with so-and-so, you know, and if you couldn't get a date, I, I don't know. It's like, she's in her Latin class or whatever. And somebody asked her out. I'm, I'm really, it's really making me think about the, the guy, did I ever tell you about this? The, my spring dance sophomore year, the guy in my Latin class asked mm-hmm. me to go. And I mean, I literally didn't know him any other way except for Latin class. And I forget his name now. Um, but but he was a he was a wrestler. He was on the wrestling team. He was a jock, right? And mm-hmm. I guess it was expected that he was he needed to get somebody to go to the date with, to dance with, because everybody, all the guys on the team were going. And there was some cheerleader girl who really wanted to go with him, and he didn't want to ask her. And so I was like the fill-in, <laughs> you know, which I didn't, I mean, I didn't understand this. He just asked me, his name was John. That's right, John something. And he so he just asked me in Latin class, hey, you want to go spring dance? I mean, there was nothing about, I mean, he'd never expressed any interest in me. We were, there was nothing, you know, it was just like, I need a body. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say it that way. He asked me to dance, you know? <laughs> and I was like, and you're, and you're just completely conditioned to just say yes. I mean, I didn't, you know, I wasn't even thinking of going to the dance, you know? And then this dude like asked me, you know? And I was like, um, sure. Now I have a date to the dance. It was such a weird sensation because none of my friends knew him. None of them cared about him. You know, I was going to be going. So, so that night I had this outfit on that I bought, especially, you know, I remember exactly the outfit. I have a photo of it in my scrapbooks. I, mean, probably what I remember and he got a, I had a corsage, you know, like the whole thing. I mean, all this stuff happened, you know, and, yeah. and we, we got picked up in this limousine, you know, like he shows up in this limousine with all his buddies and their dates in the back of the car, all these people, I don't know, all these girls, I don't know. And they're all like glaring at me because they're friends with the girl that wanted to go with him. Right. And, Uh-oh. you know, and we get to the dance and we're kind of dancing like slow dancing where it's just like his, his hands on your waist, your arms on his shoulders and you're like going back and forth and back and forth, you know? And Mostly he wanted to go hang out though with his friends over by the punch bowl. I think they were getting drunk as the evening went on, but I was not into that. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, it was a seriously boring evening. I wound up just kind of sitting on the sidelines, you know, because none mm-hmm. of the other girls were talking to me and my friends were either not there or they were in their own group and they weren't going to hang out with the jocks. I mean, they, they were all theater kids, right? So yeah. anyway, what a weird, awkward evening that was. I was a sophomore. I was young. I, like, what did I, I had no clue. He was a junior, I think. Because Latin class was like that. We had all the grades kind of together in the class. And the end of the night, he walks me up to the back door and gives me probably something that ranks in the top 10 of the worst kisses of my life. Oh, and God. and Why then he and the, 
because it's a thing. It's like, these are things, these are boxes you have to check off, you know? And, and I was like, okay, that's, that was odd. And then on Monday we see each other class and we're like, Hey, you know, (laughs) just like, like, no, it wasn't even, it was like, it was just like this weird data point. Anyway, that's what this is reminding me of a lot is the random, it was kind of like, because the jock environment and the cheerleaders and that whole environment was still kind of a throwback to the late fifties, early sixties, even in the seventies. Right. Mm -hmm. And whereas my whole theater crowd thing was moving more to the arrangement of everybody just went to everything, you know, and y'all kind of like just hung out and it wasn't like dating, you know? Um, So this was like the one time, like my, my two worlds sort of overlapped and it was strange and uncomfortable and kind of gross. It was kind of gross, you know? Yeah. Thanks for listening to all that. Jeez. No, it's just, it's like a style, you know, I I don't know how you would then know when something goes from like a casual date to a, a serious date. I almost think like the dating culture we have with apps right now is, is conflating those two states of dating. Mm. Uh, You know, like there's sort of this like culture of trying to figure out if you would seriously want to date someone before you go on a first date, which is just like really ineffective. Mm-hmm. And then cause you, cause you just, you just don't get enough data on it. it the profile is so um, controllable by mm-hmm. the, it's like you can, you can set up an entire marketing like spin on who you are. Mm-hmm. So you just don't know until you see the person in person, you know, like right. if you would have actually wanted to go on a date with them to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. Wow. Well, and it's just one, and, and he, and he of course paid for everything. I paid for my outfit. Right. But he, he paid for the ticket. He paid for dinner and we're going to dinner. We wound up at a dinner somewhere. I forget if it was before or afterward. And I had chicken Kiev. I mean, how do I remember these things, you know, but uh yeah, we were around a big, it was like he was with three other buddies, right? And so there were eight of us around this big table and, you know, we're all having our dinner and I'm eating, but I literally don't remember saying anything to anybody else, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, I guess I must've been just cute enough or something. I mean, why would he have, you know, I mean, he probably, it's just very strange. Yes. Like, why did he? Yeah. Anyway. I mean, he's a sophomore in high school. Why does anybody, or he's a junior. In high he's school. a junior. Does, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know, and I know he definitely didn't want to go with the other chick, you know, like that. In fact, he might even have been upfront enough to tell me that, you know, there's this girl that wants to go with me. I don't want to go with her. Would you want, do you want to go? I mean, he might, I, I, cause I don't feel like that was nefarious information. That was like information I knew, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was kind of doing a fair, could you just be my date to this thing? You know, I'm like, eh, you know, yeah. help me yeah yeah at least my latin club my my latin class buddy sure but it was a surreal experience just surreal and it just seemed like but it seemed like all the the girls like none of the other boys were talking deeply to their dates either it wasn't like they were there to have an authentic you know connection with the person it was just very strange um so yeah so like so so this dating thing it doesn't seem like it's it's this ritual that isn't necessarily it's kind of hit or miss. You like, you did it all the time. You know how they say dating is a numbers game. Maybe that's kind of where this comes from, you know? So if you're just dating all the time, dating all the time, dating all the time. And then, you know, like some of the memoirs I, I edit of people from that time frame, um, mm-hmm. they were dating, 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 dating. And then just finally they had a date with someone that they could talk to, 
and and now you're in love you know and then you get married and then you you know you have the kids right away you know and yeah yeah. but like again the thing to note is that i'm just trying to call it like compare it to today's climate Mm, yeah please. like you just in high school you don't date seriously like this anymore Mm -hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. you crush or you have like interpersonal, like love triangles, you know, things like that. But like, as far as like thinking about like who you're going to marry, that's kind of postponed. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and so what ends up happening is when you're in the mode where you want to start thinking about having a family, what, what you don't have access to is like a whole school system of people your age <laughs> to peruse in right. person. You know, right, like, right. And that's kind of a problem, right? Because like, if you are trying to cherry pick through, it's like trying to even ordering clothes online is incredibly difficult, right? Because you mm. need to like, put it on your body and see how it feels right now. Like mm-hmm. imagine trying to find your life partner that way. And it's a lot of time investment, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Because in high school, you don't have to invest all that time because you're hanging out together all day anyway. You know, right. Or you got activities or you got whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're going on dates more like just to spend a little extra different type of time with somebody, but it's not necessarily like where you're trying to pick up all the vibes. Mm -hmm. And then like the other weird thing that happens too, is if essentially if every date you go on is an internet blind date, Mm -hmm. right. Of some sort, you're also like, you're also kind of subject to the person everybody tries to be on their best behavior mm-hmm. you know because there's yeah there's also just the fact that like at school you have a bunch of people that are no longer strangers mm-hmm. to you, but maybe you have dated them right you know right anyway it's just yeah it's fun i kind of wish it was a little more like that now that i'm in the mode where i'd like to look mm. for somebody to start a family with you know mm. i wish I wish I could have that. I don't, I didn't want it in high school because I wasn't in that mode, but right. I don't know how, like, that's why I'm trying to go like dancing. That's why I'm trying mm-hmm. to, you know, like increase the amount of human beings I am in physical space with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good strategy. Good boy. Yeah. And then like Penny having that, that dream, we haven't even talked about like, Oh, I know. Kind of, like, <laughs> taking out like telling her sister what she thinks and then her sister just laughs at her oh. <laughs> yeah really you can't have mike back i want him yeah i mean i do appreciate that at this point you know like in the dream penny's like maybe if you left him alone he would he would actually like pick me right mm. and there's something to be said for like I don't know if we would respect Mike that much as a, as a person, if he didn't have the wherewithal to like choose Penny in spite of Pam, you know, Mm -hmm. like you Mm. almost want that. That's almost like the moment that we're Uh, getting all of this confusion. uh, That's true. That's true. That's true. Because you don't want Penny to wonder this at the end. Like, did he really want her? So you want Pam to go after him. So that he definitely has to say, you're the one I want. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But from a storytelling standpoint, you really kind of need that. Or you end up with a penny is still second, which is not exactly. Good. And wondering and curious. Oh, my. 
So I didn't say chapter 19. I didn't say at the end of the last thing. Chapter 19 says everything happens at once. That's the title. Everything. Like every single word is printed on top of itself. (laughs) Everything happens at once. And then the one after that is senior prime and we're done with the book. So we have two chapters. The momentum will probably begin to build. Yes, we yeah, see I mean, these. Like, this is, like we've been waiting the whole book for these, mm-hmm. these moments. So what do you think about uh, Celia and her, you know, Paul Gerard leaving town and, and Gran and Lucius Hancock and like, you know, the old people relationships that are cleverly woven in here? Mm, what do I think? I think they're, I feel that they are charming. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's funny that their mom was like, and he plays a good game of bridge. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, she sounds way older than she is. And she thinks yeah. she's only in like her 40s. And she sounds like she's in her 60s. And Gran sounds like she's in it. But I think Gran is like my age, you know? Like, I don't think she's, you know, that old, you know? So, yeah, no, totally. Funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess like part of like being set in the fifties is that mm-hmm. probably 40 year olds enjoyed bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, my folks did, my folks sure did. They were playing bridge all yeah. the time. I just, like, that was like the detail that, that was the detail that struck me. It's like, he plays with me. And then like, he's a bachelor, you know, forever. Yeah. Confirmed bachelor. That's usually code for he's gay, you know? So, oh, yeah, that was always that was always code for he's a confirmed bachelor. That's a, that's code. Twist. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Right. I mean, he's so good looking. He dresses so well. And, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fine. He's too confirmed like, a bachelor. Yeah, that's it. The confirmed bachelor. Yeah, she says not at all domestic. She does say not at all domestic, which is a little strange because. You know, generally those folks are in this in this paradigm. They would be domestic, but um, the rootless, wandering sort of life he's lived. Yeah, Paul Gerard is a is a cipher. Interesting. Yes. Well, that that makes sense to me. Yes, it's a fine kettle of his, and this makes sense. That that's what makes mo- yeah. mother so. I would never dream of marrying him with <laughs> a little smile. Yeah. You know? But still like enjoy spending all this time with him. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like her corsage now and then. But you know, gee, girls, did you know that your father and I had a healthy sex life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, poor dad. What was dad's name? He was doesn't he like mentioned on page one or something as dying in the car crash later. I don't know. I actually don't remember if we got a name. Oh, it's the beginning. Richard Howard. When Richard Howard, man with two first names, when Richard Howard yeah. was killed in his skidding car on an icy stretch of road. That's chapter two. Gotcha. Yeah. The kids were like 10. The girls were 10. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. So anything else about this chapter make you eager to discuss? I just... I just loved the back and forth. I thought that it's fun seeing Pam get flustered. Mm. Um, it's it's nice seeing Penny like kind of stay patient. I you know I appreciate a book where somebody's allowed to just like be themselves and still end up 
connecting with somebody. Like mm. it's nice when, when it just in life and in fiction, when two people are able to connect because they're both putting in like a, a nice amount of effort, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I like that at this point, like Penny's already like put forward some effort and, uh, and now the ball is in Mike's court and she's mm-hmm. just like letting that happen and finding the rest of her life. And I don't mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. just, like, I just, I like, I like it. That's all. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're really going to like the next chapter. <laughs> I know. Mom already like read it. She finished. She finished I did. I read it. I mean, obviously we both read the book a thousand years ago, but reading it again to refresh was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're coming up on the wild finish. Those of you who've stuck with us through all this. So yay. And uh, we will be hitting chapter 19 next time. Everything happens at once. So join us there. Woo. Thank you. Bye.